Welcome to another episode of ISBM Talks. I am your host, Marcela Hoffman Moura. On our last episode, I did promise that this one would be about internships, but the one on internships, it's being edited as we speak. However, I am once again giving the microphone to an ISPM student. First year, Leonard Wedekind will be your host today. Leonard and his classmates, Rekha Fai and Antonia Meyer-Pinin, were selected to participate through a scholarship in the ISM Summer School, which is a program from the European Association of Sport Management. The event is organized in close proximity with the Sport University of Bayreuth in Germany and Events GB from Madrid. The ISM Summer School aims to be a platform for aspiring sport managers and students on the subject to come together, listen, and engage with lecturers from the field of contemporary topics. Students also discuss and work together on a case study whilst simultaneously networking within the field of sport management. On this podcast, Lennar has a chat with Professor Osmo Laitila of Yanka University of Applied Sciences in Finland and two of his students, Kale Valling and Linda Wecker. The idea to get them as guests stemmed from them also being participants of the ISM Summer School to get different opinions on the program. Lennar is actually planning to do his minor study at Yanka next semester, so he also used the opportunity to engage in a conversation to offer students some insights on what to expect when going to Finland to do a minor studies. Enjoy! Just as a brief introduction, there's going to be a podcast about uh, the ESM Summer School, Value Co-Creation and the University Exchange Program between TUAS and the YAMC. Uh, we're going to start off by talking a bit about the ESM Summer School, the experiences that we had as students and also had as a lecturer, some takeaways, some tips. Um, we're probably going to talk about Value Co-Creation anyways in uh, while talking about the ESM Summer School. Um, but the idea was just to give some brief explanation to the listeners what value co-creation is and what we see as value co-creation because obviously we might have different views on value co-creation and uh, lastly just some brief uh, just a brief exchange on um, the exchange program between YAMC and uh, TUAS what the students are expect like can expect when they come to YAMC and of course if you have any questions for the students if they come to through us as well, uh, we can get into that. I mean, uh, I already spoke a lot with Kalle, Linda, Etu and Alexi during the summer school about the exchange. Um, so I hope you forgive me if I ask the same questions or some of them at least again. Uh, both of you are smiling, so I guess it's going to be okay. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. So the first question I'm having for all of you is basically what's this what this why the summer school is so interesting uh why you joined and um is there anything that the students should be aware of that decide to go next year as well like a go um for me it was the Madrid was the big 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 like factor share there and as well as the six uh, easy that what we get from, get from there it sounds 
sounds pretty good that we will go to Madrid and we will get six ECTs about that and we will learn lots of new stuff and meet new people and that that was that was what I expected uh, expected and it was that so I'm pretty happy with the end results and I really enjoyed the lectures there and the case study that we did with the international students. Okay, that's nice. What about you guys? Uh, yeah, I I was interested about the summer school because of the short exchange. Like I don't have the time to go for three months away from Finland, so it was great opportunity from that perspective. And it was it was really nice to meet new people and we were in the we were in Madrid where it's not an option to use Finnish, so it's actually you need to deal with the English and work with people you don't have the same language. Okay, yeah. Maybe for an explanation, Linda is also a racetrack driver uh, going every other weekend on races. Obviously, uh, uh, family, friends living in Linden and uh, a dog and a cat who want to be taken care of. Uh, what about you, Osmo, from a lecturer's perspective? I mean, you've been, uh, you didn't hold a lecture, but you've been there as a lecturer, uh, but also in a way as a participant. Uh, did you look at it from both perspectives or just as a lecturer's perspective for you? Well, yeah, thank you. And for basically, I always look at it from all kinds of perspectives and, and thinking it from the young school perspective, Eastern Summer School is excellent opportunity to provide these kind of short-term study trips for our students. And uh, the Madrid as an environment is an excellent place to go abroad, meet international colleagues, meet the, the network um, within the sport management education and, and some professional sport managers as well. And for instance, this year, uh, I created a connection with uh, the, uh, Professor Alfonso Jimenez. He's, uh, uh, he had a very interesting lecture about the physical activities uh, and the uh, uh, fighting against obesity, making people engage with the, with the physical activities and well-being again. And that dilemma, it was a um, very interesting connection. And of course, um, La Liga is, well, actually, La Liga is already one of our educational partners with Young University of Applied Sciences. So it was nice to meet in person, finally, one of the members of, of La Liga that we have had discussions online previously. So from that perspective, it's a place for networking. It's a place to refresh my own expertise in many ways. For instance, the um, the session we had uh, with Ruth Crabtree, that the last of the lectures, I found that very in interesting and inspiring. I think the students love it as well. So it's a it's a place to see where we are at as a, as a university in in relation to some top European uh, sport management schools. Yeah, I think the the lecture from Ruth Crabtree was definitely uh, one of the better ones um, because she really tried to incorporate the students as well uh, and get everyone involved. Uh, of course, not that the other lecturers. Uh, uh, did a bad job by not doing that. Of course, there's different types, styles of lectures, and everyone likes different different way of uh, being taught things. But I think uh, the majority of the students really enjoyed being incorporated in in the lecture itself. Um, but when you say you at Young and La Liga have a corporation, uh, what does that mean? How how does that work? Well, that started actually back in 2017 with the Future Sport Marketing Seminar. We invited 
um, Mr. Kurga Herrero, he, he was La Liga Nordic's delegate back then to, to our seminar. And since then, we have had kind of an exchange of uh, uh, ideas of what to do in each year. And luckily, COVID um, made its own twist to the plans. But uh, we have had some online seminars. Some some of the La Liga Business School uh, professionals have visited Uvascular and our university a couple of times for uh, participating to seminars or different kind of events. And, and um, for the future, I think we will... Uh, come out with a plan to to visit La Liga and organize a La Liga week for our students potentially already next year or next spring. So that will be that's basically a, a cooperation related to the to the business of football and how La Liga is uh, operating in in this field. Okay, and uh, from 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 what I heard, there's. Um Sometimes it sounds like from some universities that this summer school is like the only international experience uh, for the students. Um, I mean, for us at Thuas, it's it's already called international sport management, and the international part is basically that we have. Don't I'm I'm not entirely sure, but I guess around twenty five nationalities now, of course, maybe even more. Um, how does it work for you? Um, I know Kalle already spoke to me. Um, And he said he's most likely going to do an exchange next semester in England. Uh, maybe you want to talk a bit about that later on. Um, but is there something where you say you have mainly Finnish students, so that represents a great international opportunity, or do you have international students throughout as well that you have the international experience inside the course already incorporated? One of the the main ideas why we have all the all the lectures here in Yam in English is that we could incorporate all the international students directly to the teaching and and uh, to the to the studies here. Um, I would say that throughout the years, during the previous four to five years that I've been into this position, um, mostly our international students come from uh, Netherlands, France. A uh, few Spanish students have been there over the years. Few Italian students have been there over the years, and and for sure we would hope there to be even more international students participating in our lectures here. But I would say that let's say four to five students in each of the courses are international exchange students um, that take part in the in the lectures. Okay. And uh, what's what's your plan going to be, Kalle, when you say you're going to do the exchange? Is that mainly for the international experience or was it going to be about? Uh, yeah, for like, for sure, for, for sure about the international experience, like uh, in total. But like, of course, of course, you get some new friends there for sure as well. And I choose to go to England just because I'm not too good with uh, new languages or and as well as I'm not too motivated to learn a new language. I, would, I, I was thinking about going to Spain or Germany, but I believe that then I need to learn the uh, language more. And at this point, I'm more interested about to go to England uh, to, because I know the language already, so I don't have to stress about that. And I can fully focus on the possible studies there as well as making new new friends. Yeah, as a German, I can definitely agree. Germans are not too keen on English, uh, not too yeah. happy to speak it, and most courses are not offered in English anyways. Um, so I, I definitely see that. 
Uh, well, let's come back uh, to Madrid. Um, when we say the Eastern Summer School represents an international, obviously, opportunity, um, what would you recommend uh, next year's students? Because it's going to probably be again in Madrid. Uh, what would you recommend other students to do when they are at the summer school? Um, is there any like specific takeaway that you say, okay, this was amazing, focus on that one? Or where you say, okay, mm, this one might not have been the best opportunity, maybe focus on something else? Well, I would say that take everything what you can from the lectures, because those were like lectures that you don't get every day in in your school because there is so many international uh, lecturers giving those and of course the case study it was something that i would say that if it's like that uh, the next year don't stress that too much and just enjoy enjoy making the new 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 contacts and 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 like get to know them get to know them and, and of course Take everything what you can for about the free time because you are in Madrid. You want to go to Madrid every week, so I would say that enjoy the city. Definitely agree. Definitely agree. And also, when it comes to the case study, I I don't know how 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 hard you worked on the case study, but for my group, we probably worked a combined one and a half hours on it. And I think my takeaway on that one is um, don't stress on it as well, and uh, just feel confident uh, presenting it because. Most people are not native speakers English anyway, so no one's going to judge you for your level of English. Either way, uh, in general, the, the the level of English was fantastic, in my opinion. Uh, but as long as you feel confident presenting, you don't even, you know, it, it doesn't really matter this much what you present, as long as it makes some sort of sense. Uh, but when you're confident, it it just sounds better, no matter what you do. Yeah, and... At least for the Finnish students, uh, there, there is no stress about the English. English that you usually speak a lot better than you think you are speaking. So there's no no stress should be taken out of it. Definitely. What was your takeaway from from the case study, Osmo? If I may ask. Uh, from the very good point you make, and and uh, if I look at this only from the learning perspective, I would say that one of the most valuable takeaways that the student can have is definitely the setting that the, you are in an, in a completely new environment, in an international environment where you are forced to use your English. You are forced to meet people with completely different cultural background, completely different working ethics or, or working culture, which means that you are setting yourself to a very uncomfortable zone And usually when you go out from your comfort zone, you start learning and getting new insights of how things could be done and, and how to operate and, and work as a part of international team. And eventually sports is always international, regardless of where you are operating or working within the sport industry, you always end up on being part of some international community or dealing with international players or something like that. So that skill is very very highly appreciated and valuable skill to uh, to be able to work on intercultural teams and, and uh, on a global teams. Definitely. I think uh, especially Lindo uh, will be able to um, agree on that one with sport being in an international field and English being spoken. I don't know how it is uh, on the racetracks for you. Um, you've been in and out of the meeting, I guess, because of uh, internet connection issues. 
Um, so I'm going to use the chance while you're here now to go directly at you. Um, what was your takeaway from the summer school? And uh, is it is it like when you on the racetracks, is it mainly English spoken or is it because it's more like a local uh, racing uh, operation? Is it mainly Finnish or Danish that's spoken? Well, my biggest takeaway from summer school was the networking and new friends. It was like really amazing how we ended up grouping. Like we were not only just the Finnish students, but uh, we were fine with going out with anyone. And I really liked that. I really liked the lectures and we moved really fast with the lectures. Like there were, there were no delays and we needed to receive lots of information during the week. It was really fun, even though it was like, I was really tired after the trip. And yeah, in the sports, it's, you need to be international. Like, uh, I found it really problematic in Finland that we don't, we don't want to cooperate with the, like Sweden or Norway or even Estonia. Because we should to grow and make sure that our sport is doing fine. But when we, yeah, if we think about the motorsport side, it's like uh, there is not enough cars or participants or teams coming in. So we would need like cooperate with the classes and uh, the championships with another countries. Yet, even though I'm racing in Denmark, it's like uh, they they like to speak Danish. So it's not only the problem in Finland, it's problem everywhere you go and the language is not English. So they usually forget that you need to be, you need to communicate in English. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've seen that at the summer school as well. There, I mean, there were so many Germans and uh, I feel like most mostly the Germans felt comfortable with with another and just mainly spoke german uh and this is also like a recommendation like when you go there most of the times the students from your same country they're mostly from the same university as well you've got this you got the chance to meet them any other day any other week and uh in the in the beginning i kind of felt bad because there were two more students from my university antonia and reka and um I barely spent any time with those two, um, but that that doesn't. I I didn't want to be mean to them or didn't want to exclude them or any way, but I mean, like I said, I can see them any other week. So I think the biggest biggest recommendation is go out of your comfort zone, go speak to people from from all over. Um, for me, of course, I I spoke a lot to you guys. Uh, I mean, also because. If everything goes according to plan, I'm I'm going to be studying at your university soon anyways for one semester. Uh, so for me, the motivation was definitely to make contacts already to young, um, you know, to um, get to know people already. But go out, speak to everyone, get, you know, get contacts. They, they're going to help you eventually uh, once you finish your studies. And I think uh, there's, there's a very smooth transition into value co-creation because all together, all participants co-create value and uh, make the summer school what it is and the experiences that they are. Uh, but what is value co-creation for you guys? Uh, did you know it before you came to the summer school or was it like something completely new? I would say 
<clears throat> I would say that uh, I most likely have known it in a way, but I haven't like acknowledged it for myself. And like after after the summer school, I it was it came more to my mind, and now I'm thinking about everything <laughs> where I see it. I'm thinking, oh, that is well your co-creation in, in a way, and in a way it is everywhere. Like if you think about sporting events, it's it, it is. Uh, it is crucial part to make them successful, the events. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I never heard of the term, but when you think about it, it it's it's all around you. You just yeah, it don't makes, really it link just makes it. Sense. <laughs> exactly. What about you guys, Linda and Osmo? Yeah, it's like the term. We never use the term, or at least I haven't recognized anyone to use it. But after the lectures, I I realized that. This is what Ilo was talking about. Like this is the term to put it all together. So I think we have had lots of lectures back in the young that that have considered it, but like uh, we haven't realized that this is the thing we are actually studying. So it was really interesting, and like Kala said, now we can see it like everywhere, and you just like think. Think if you scroll through social media or watch races or anything, that this is the thing we discussed in Madrid. Yeah, I think it's uh, just basically every stakeholder coming together in the end. If you want to, you know, put it into very yeah. few words, um, just like adding adding to it that the more you think about it. And the more you think how it affects just the stakeholders and stuff like that, there is just more and more things coming out of your mind when you are like going more deeply to it in some event, for example. There's so many levels of it. Definitely. What about you, Osmo? I mean, I, I guess you, you knew the term value co-creation before, um, but was there like new aspects for you as well to it? Or was it like something you kind of knew already and so like, okay, that kind of makes sense? Yeah, that's a, that's a very familiar concept that uh, Herbert and um, Herbert and especially the University of Bayreuth has done a lot of research and lots of ad academic work to build up a concept of value co-creation. So it's, it's a very familiar concept for us from previous years, from previous ESIM uh, occasions that we had had. And it's great to hear Carla and Linda saying that, okay, this is actually how the things go. And this is, this is kind of, a, you know, the cat going around the hot porridge. So we have been around the hot porridge all the time, but not into the hot porridge. But this time in Eastern Summer School, we went into the hot porridge with the presentations. So um, uh, we talk about a lot about values and how to deliver that value in events and, and the importance of events, sport events for the business of sports. But we don't look at this from this value co-creation perspective until at the master's studies. So basically, this content is at the master's level content. Uh, sport business management program here in Yamk. So we are looking at it in more detail at the bachelor level and from the strategic level, as it was presented in Nizam Summer School as well, um, at the master's level. But it's um, it's a very valid theory on how sports creates a platform for all the other actors and stakeholders to create the value from themselves for themselves and that's that's the strength of sports because of the nature of sports it has the power to attract these different actors to one place and then 
it's a matter of how this logic comes measurable and valuable for those different actors. And, and that's, that's not always um, in the hands of the sports manager to decide that, okay, how eventually a sponsor, for instance, building an activation in a sport event, how much of the value a sponsor gets from there. It's not always in the hands of sport managers, but it should be the, the interest of a sport manager to create these opportunities. Ah, oh, definitely. And I'm, I'm just, while we are talking, I was just opening up the lecture from uh, Ruth Crabtree, uh, the one we've been talking about earlier. And um, she, she put on the, the definition on the slides where she says, uh, sport events by themselves do not create value, yet sports events can serve as platforms and provide resources that act and networks integrate to co-create co value. And uh, I think the big takeaway uh, on that one is um, what we've done as students in cooperation with Dr. Crabtree as well during the lecture in kind of rewriting that, that definition, especially the first part where she says sport events by themselves do not, co -cre uh, do not create value. Uh, with the correction that the students made is that sport events only create a limited amount of value. They create value but not the full amount. And that's where the co-creation comes in because every stakeholder involved creates value that adds to the event itself, making the event as big as it is. And I think on that part, the, the interactive part was very interesting because every student got the opportunity to kind of like join in and give their opinion on it. Um, I think that's, that's a very, very valid, valid definition for co-creation. Uh, just take away from there that's uh, what you said that Ruth has uh, did read about that uh, the sports when you saw uh, events only make the like platform if we think about her lecture I think that her lecture was was more about that she created the platform and the limited value and then with the students opinions and the discussion we had we created the like the more value for the whole lecture I like and that, that was what that was like what she she was thinking about in advance i believe i i didn't look at it from this perspective but now that you say it it kind of like makes sense that she like on a practical example wanted to show that it's just a platform that she delivers with us delivering the rest of the value i like that perspective um Yeah, I would say we, we leave it at that for co-creation as well, because there's only a limited amount of time that we have left. Um, I just want to just quick question before we jump into the exchange program. Who's winning the ice hockey championship, Germany or Finland? Finland, of course. Okay. I will be there today. Thank Netherlands. You. Netherlands not even participating. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, I would have said Finland as well, but I, I keep my hopes high. Uh, but then uh, let's quickly jump into the last part of this podcast about the exchange program. Uh, and my question for the students at Tours is, what makes Jump so special and why should they come to Finland for the exchange program? Uh, well, Finland has the great na na uh, nature. Of course, we have the lakes, we have the stuff that is not everywhere. And there's like not too many people here so you have your own peace and you should keep that in mind so if you are waiting to see lots of people it's something you may not see here and for Yamk, i for me the biggest driver was the sport business side because if i'm correct we are like the only university in finland 
who is doing it in this size this size uh so those are the things for me at least the key takeaways and for us class well that there is so many like sporting options here so you can do a lot of sports by yourself as well nice anything to add from your side linda from the student perspective i would say that we we have really nice teachers and like lectures because it's It doesn't feel like going to school, like uh, you can actually have discussion with them, most of them. So uh, I have the picture in my mind if I go anywhere else that they are more strict and professional, that you you are just one of the hundreds of students sitting in the school, but in young, you actually have like connection with them so they can actually help you to learn. Is it, like, I continue here. Yeah, it's very good, very good points already, and that's that's great to hear, Linda. That, that's the perception. That's at least what I try to do is to, you know, build a professional relationship with the students to help them grow and and to to employ into the, the industry of, of sports in the future. So it's great to hear. But I would add also the Finns themselves. Once you, we, we know that Finns can be a little bit uh, shy in the beginning, but once you get to know Finns, we are quite happy and friendly and, and you know, helpful people. And we, uh, we, we tend to take care of the people uh, around us. So Finns are very warm-minded and hearted um, by nature. So that's why. Okay, that sounds fantastic, and I think this those kind of like other reasons. I spoke a lot to Professor Asku before making the decision as well. Um, I think those are kind of like the reasons why I'm planning to come as well. Um, and I asked you that a ton. I already mentioned you will probably have heard the question already. But is there any insider tips for Uvascular for for the city for students incoming? Is there like one thing you really have to go to, obviously apart from seeing ice hockey on a high level, if you're into ice hockey? You can see it on a high level in Jyväskylä. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go to Tampere or something. Okay, okay. <laughs> or you can see a Tampere club visiting Jyväskylä. Yeah, that's another, that's true, that's another that's option then. Um, I would say Jyväskylä uh, is a nice student city. There's a lot of student activities. Um, I'm a big colleague and Linda knows the best. Uh, what students do during the free time. Um, but in addition to Yvaska, we are quite close to, to Lapland. So definitely it, when you're coming towards the winter, uh, visit Lapland if possible. That's uh, a winter wonderland in many ways. And um, uh, what comes to the, the back to the city of Yvaska, this is what we call this as the sports city, the sports capital of Finland. So there are quite a good opportunities to do sports, to, to see sports. Uh, we we do have the, the the Olympic Research Institute located in Finland, and and some uh, the the University of Uvascula has the only sports sciences faculty. So sports has a very big impact onto the city. So therefore, this it is also quite a lively city with the students and the sports. Okay, that sounds fantastic. like to give the platform now to Osmo, Linda and Kalle if they want to ask any questions about tours and the exchange opportunities and uh, of course I try to answer them as good as possible. So guys, is there any questions you would like to ask? Well, what, be, what would be your suggestions for uh, incoming students regarding like uh, free time? 
free time. Uh, well, definitely the beach, uh, as long as the weather is good. I mean, The Hague is basically, in, in my opinion, The Hague is a very small city. Um, the best opportunity is to travel around and go to the beach when the weather is good. Um, you have a lot of rainy days here, um, but every day that you have the opportunity, go there. And uh, for rainy days, you got Rotterdam half an hour by train away from The Hague. You got Amsterdam around one hour away by train. Uh, the city center of The Hague is not too spectacular, but there's still some things to see. Um, but in my opinion, the best thing is uh, take the train, see different cities, uh, go to Leiden, for example. You can you can rent yourself a boat and drive through the canals of the city uh, like that. You can see a lot. And I think uh, those would be, yeah, definitely my biggest suggestions. Okay, I can go go next. Uh, I've been there at the Hague University of Applied Sciences a couple of times before, so I I know the place, I know the, the campus. You have an excellent, nice campus over there, the Zuidepark. And thinking of that, um, if uh, one of our young students are competitive athletes mm -hmm. and they would still like to do an exchange and they are looking for Netherlands as a possibility, um, do you see that competitive athletes could uh, still continue training competitively uh, through some student union uh, sports activities or is it possible for the athletes to integrate with the local clubs to to uh, keep on doing sports? It's a very good question for a lazy person like me. Um, but no, for for competitive students, I think it depends on the, on the sport, right? Uh, so if we go for the national sport ice hockey, of course, the opportunities in Finland are very, very limited. Um, when you go for any other sport, there's there's quite a lot of opportunities at the university itself. I say it's more leisure and recreational sports, the sport offerings. Um, but there's definitely the opportunity to integrate into the clubs. Um, well, I mean we're in the Netherlands, right? So especially football is a big thing here. Uh, there's plenty of uh, football clubs to integrate to. Um, other sports could be a bit trickier if if you go like on a very competitive level. Uh, but there's definitely, definitely opportunities. The Hague itself has a professional basketball team um, and they're happy to take in place as well for tryouts. Um, otherwise, I play basketball myself, uh, so I'll play the recreational, recreational uh, opportunity, which is like three times a week. And uh, those guys playing there, they take it very serious. Uh, there's some former college players from the US. There's a former player from Leiden, a professional club. So they, they take it serious. Um, but I think the best opportunities for professional or not directly professional, but competitive sports is to integrate into the clubs for sure. Okay, that's great. Yeah. And a follow up question from there. Yes. The Hague is uh, obviously looking at uh, from the map, from the European map in, in a quite nice position when it comes to traveling to other European cities during the during the weekends or during the, the days off from school. So um, how often do you make any trips to see games in Amsterdam or visit uh, uh, Paris or uh, the other side of the canal, the, the UK? Do you do you do these kind of organized trips to, to visit other European cities? 
I myself do not because uh, I have my girlfriend living in Germany. So my priority is obviously on the free weekends visiting her or she coming here to visit. Uh, but I know from a lot of students that they go abroad, they spend a weekend in Paris. Uh, from Rotterdam, there's a train connection to Paris, uh, which also stops in um, in uh, in Lille in France. It also stops in Antwerpen in Belgium, a very nice city. Um, there's also bus connections to Paris, to uh, Belgium. Uh, the Tallis is connecting to major cities to Germany as well in Cologne, um, which is a very nice city to visit. It's my home city, so I might be opinionated, but there's plenty of opportunities. Uh, but you also got the Eurostar from Amsterdam to London, which I think takes around two hours. And uh, it's not too expensive, really. Um, so if you have uh, the Friday off, which sometimes happens in the, in the schedule, because sometimes you can, you can make the schedule yourself, definitely take the opportunities as opposed to Finland. I guess it's very cheap for, for the students incoming. Um, definitely worth it. And within two hours, you can be in Germany, you can be in Belgium, you can be in France, you can be in the UK. Uh, so you have, you have plenty of opportunities and go for it. Um, I'm, I'm going to a football match this Sunday with some friends. Uh, if everything goes to plan, the Hague itself has a first division football club next year again. They got the relegation or promotion battle against a Rotterdam club. And uh, if they come in, go get yourself a season ticket. It's 150 euros. Um, it, it's definitely worth it. Uh, you, you might have the chance to see Ajax, Feyenoord, uh, the big clubs as well, if you're interested in football. Uh, so there's plenty of opportunities, definitely. Okay, thanks for sharing these insights. Yeah, and I I highly recommend the Hague as a destination for our students, and uh, hopefully, and surely you will receive some of some of the students for the next semester as well. I I certainly hope so, and um, maybe that's one one important thing to share. The the university campus is split into two buildings basically. You got the main campus, and you got the sports campus, the Zouder Park that you mentioned already. Uh, depending on the courses that the students take. Uh, you might be in different buildings. The sport campus for sure is an experience because you got beach volleyball fields that you can rent out as well inside the inside the campus. Uh, so there's there's fantastic opportunities. Uh, Professor Rasko himself said there are students from Yum coming in. He never sees them because they're mainly at the main campus. Um, but there's plenty of courses and uh, um, classes you can choose from. Is there is there any other questions for the university life? If not, one last tip: go get yourself a bike. Public transport is quite expensive here. Uh, there's the opportunity to rent a bike on a monthly basis for 14 euros a month. Uh, definitely do that. It's called swap feeds. Um, that's definitely the best way to get around the city. Uh, because public transport, you might have to go to one end of the city and then back down again. Uh, so that's definitely the best way to get around. I thank you guys for coming. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you all. Pleasure recapping the summer school as it was a very nice experience. And uh, I hope we can keep it up. The, the community uh, com conversations and the contact. Uh, and then uh, I hope to see you all. Well, color maybe for a bit of time. I hope to see you guys in Finland then in a couple of months already. Thank you, Lena, for putting up this podcast and, and, the, and 
hope to see you all the best of the summer and hope to see you within a few months. So let me know when you are coming to Finland. I will do. Thank you very much. You guys finished the exam, so best of luck on getting the good results that you anticipated. And uh, yeah, I hope to see you soon, guys. Yeah, thank you for the invitation. Thank you.